This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And uh, see what's going to be served up tonight here at the DW Stadium. Well, one of my other friends that says goal line technology was used at Stoke for our goal. He thinks not to ball crossed over into oh! the centre. There's no goal line technology needed for that. Headed home. And it's Jacob Murphy steering the header into the net. A brilliant cross from the left hand side. And Wednesday take the lead. Back again towards Morsey, tries to thread it through on the floor. It's a great ball for Lowe. Well, he's found the back of the net. How can he not be offside? He isn't offside, though. The ball is tucked away by Keith Moore. It's a clinical finish. Flashing it into the net. Cameron Dawson is beaten. And Wigan are back on level terms. Wigan won, Sheffield Wednesday won. And it's back with Wigan again. They'll turn it back towards our area. It needs to be headed away. They win the header, though. And it's helped over the top of Cameron Dawson. And Lola's won this, I suspect. But Wigan Athletic, his header goes above Cameron Dawson. And Wigan have come from behind and now lead in the DW Stadium by two goals to one. And we have less than 10 seconds of the 90 remaining. Just going to be booted out there by... The central defender, and that is the full-time whistle. There's no time for Wednesday to get an equaliser. A bitterly disappointing night in the end at the DW Stadium. And it was looking so good at half-time. Wednesday were leading after Jacob Murphy's header, but it turned right around in the second half. First, the equaliser from Kiefer Moore, followed by well, a late sickener, really, when uh, Jamal Lowe has managed to steer over the top of Cameron Dawson's Okay, and, well, you've just heard it. That was a commentary there for a uh, yet another loss for the last... Do you know what? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, with me on the line, I've got uh, I've got Ash, Dave, I've got Ben. We're going to try and make sense of what's going on. But first, let's start. As we do, let's try and keep it upbeat, boys. Ben, I'm going to come to you first. Are you ready? True or false, pal? Uh, Moses Odebaju positional sense is so poor, 
he's worse than an old lady in the middle lane of the M18 with her indicator stuck on. <laughs> true. It is true. Yeah, you've done really well. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, uh, the Jordan Road substitution was so ineffective, Sheffield Council have hired him to work on the Meadowall Junction at Christmas time. <laughs> true, 100%. Uh, yeah, that is under, yeah, because you know, th- there's no worse than uh, no more ineffective than roadworks in Sheffield, especially at Meadowall. Uh, Ash, final one for you, pal. Um, God, I, uh, listen, if you've got young kids, this one's not for you. Uh, just tell a joke or something while I say this one out loud. Uh, Ash, Barry Bannon goes so deep, he's been hired by the actresses on Pornhub, so he touches the sides. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I wouldn't know what's 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 Pornhub. Uh, it, you know, it's it's a site for mums and dads, mate. Uh, oh, you right. know, snuggle uh, movies. It's a bit blue. I, well, a bit blue. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, I'd say that's very true because I know how deep he is. So yeah. <laughs> lads, uh, listen. Let's try and keep it upbeat. Let's try and talk about you know. Let's let's see what we're doing. I tell you what. Let's start on a happy note. Let's start where we start. In you know, let's start about our, our awesome cup run. Now, uh, Ben, I'll come to I'll come to you first on this one, pal. Now, QPR away. It was a very uninspiring draw, as you know, as everybody made out to be on um, online and the rest of it. However, we took. 3,000 people down there. No way of getting home. And some of the lads look like they had a banging night out in London. Um, I mean, tell, tell us about it. QPR away. I mean, you know, were, were you excited about it? No, not particularly. Knowing that we're going to have to drive down there and back three hours down, three hours back. But it Ooh. turned out prob- pro- probably better than we expected in the end. Um, perf- yeah. performance Performance-wise... Nothing special, but got got the job done. Um, and yeah, we've set us up, set us up with a right draw where we're playing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember actually. So so yeah. So you know, uh, there was there was one time. Do you remember when Atty New sent everybody nuts when he went one nil up the last time we played him? Um, yeah. There was only, there was a lot of kids outside the nightclub I was running at the time singing the uh, Colo Torre song and I barred them all because I had the mug on that bad light. You know, I'm not having that, lads. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, as, as you say, Ben, we had um, you know industrious performance. Did what was asked of us. Um, you know, two 0 was a shock, and then they got one back from a woeful piece. Of, it was goalkeeping, wasn't it? That, that that carried us through. It seems so long ago now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems really. like absolute eternity away. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, t- tell us about the game. I mean, you know, we had Atty New scoring his uh, his classic last twenty minute goals. Um, you know, tell us about the first one. Well, that wasn't great, obviously. Again, front QPR goalkeeper, um, mm-hmm. or, or, or defensively, really. I mean, they switched off from a throw in and uh, might have been Harris who t- I can't I can't even remember who took the throw in because then obviously Fox had got on the end of it. Um, mm-hmm. And just hit it straight at goalkeeper, and it's trickled through him. And <laughs> we, we we didn't know it had gone in. We we thought it had gone behind goal until we see yeah. Fox running off celebrating. Um. So yeah, there wasn't much to write home about about that one either. So <laughs> <laughs> even when we win, we still find an opportunity to complain, don't we? <laughs> but I, I feel like it's justified, you know. I mean, I mean, Dave, do, I I said on the uh, on another show, um, last uh, at the weekend. Do we do we need a cup run? Is that something we want? Is that something we need, or is it the only thing we've got to cheer about this year? 
Um, we shouldn't need it. Um, but mm. I think you might be right. You might be right in terms of it being the, the, the sort of so far the the only positivity we've got. I mean, I've been saying about the performance being nothing special, and and he's right in isolation. But obviously, we needed that reaction from the game before. It had to be something that was so much more than than the Black Blackburn game was. So at least relative using that as a sort of as a sort of yardstick, it was it was improved on that. It was more disciplined. It was more organised and. Okay, QPR I think helped by being a fair bit crap, but um, that that was fine, and obviously that's that's how we played um, played in the cup. We seem to have done done fairly well, um, and it was a good reaction. But unfortunately, the the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde thing came out again, as we'll get on to shortly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the cup run the cup run might well be the thing we have to look forward to, but you really shouldn't have to get up. You know, the professional players they should be able to they should be able to turn up. Um, Everywhere, anytime, and uh, aye, that's all I can say on it before I get really pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, we've won. It, it just reminds me of that bit, doesn't it? You know, in uh, Italian job, where they're pretending to be England fans, he goes, Cheer up, you miserable bastards, we won, didn't we? You know what I mean? It's kind of like, like that <laughs> yeah. at the minute. Um, <laughs> I mean, Ash, you know, we, we were there at the uh, at the Blackburn game, weren't we? You know, albeit between me napping. Um, the. <laughs> It, it was it was a good response, wasn't it, from after the way we performed the weekend before? Yeah, it, yeah, it was. I agree with the guys. Um, it 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 what what we needed definitely, and obviously we'll take any win at the, at the minute. Um, but yeah, it was it wasn't. Uh, I, I thought I didn't think it was a great game. Um, I think uh, we deserved to win, but you can see the Wednesday way of effing it up in the last two minutes uh, because when Dawson made his mistake and not not very often he's made mistakes that have led to goals like that this season mm. I think he has been a lot a lot more assured as a goalkeeper um, you just still thought there was two two minutes left you still thought like yeah um, yeah we're gonna we're gonna F this up here aren't we we're gonna do it especially when they got the corner yeah Oh yeah, Especially the last the, yeah. The goalkeepers oh, going was, up. Yeah, it was it was it was um, yeah, it was a, a squeaky bum time still. But I mean, they were they were still and like the guys said, we'll we'll get on to later. But there were still some people missing in the match. There were still people who didn't seem to be want to be in the game. Didn't didn't even. Look like they were hey, Ash, ever Ash, don't be diplomatic. Win. Name some names, pal. Who, 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 you know, <laughs> who was, sod all that. Who, who was phoning it in? Well, he's, he scored his goal, but I thought Winnell, and I've said it for the last few weeks, I just thought he was awful again. Mm. I didn't think he'd, he, he offered anything. Yes, he took his goal well, but it was two cracking passes to set the goal up. I mean, mm. Reach's ball in was bloody hell. I think I could have scored, but maybe not. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't think. And once again, Bannon as well. I thought Bannon. Is, it seems to me, and like we've said, think how how deep he seems to be playing, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. It is very ineffective there. I, I, we want to. We all. I think that everyone will agree. We all want to see him further up the pitch because we know mm-hmm. he's our cre- most creative player mm-hmm. in the centre mid anyway. Um. So we want to see, and it's just. And I thought at the once of like doing some people down. Morgan Fox had a cracking game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the 
one of the best uh, one of the best things of this season is watching the resurgence of Morgan or the emerging of, of Morgan Fox. I think it's uh, yeah, you know, it daffs it sounds when we get onto Wigan, we'll probably end up talking about how we were pretty piss poor once he'd gone off the pitch. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. But you know, like like you said though, the uh, the ball for Winnell's goal knew you to, to uh, reach and then the ball in from reach like you say as a striker you should be putting them away in your sleep um, yeah but I can't, <laughs> it's difficult to get upbeat about it isn't it like you know because you sit there and think what, what would I rather I'd rather have a grandstand playoff finish and, and you know I'd even rather get let down at Wembley in a playoff final again I'd even go through that again uh, rather than get disappointed 7-0 by Manchester City in the cup I mean Ben you mentioned mm-hmm. You know, Ben, you mentioned that you know, we've got a tasty tie coming up afterwards with it. it, it you know, <laughs> is it a good tie? Because I tell you what, I'd have much preferred Portsmouth at home, wouldn't you? We, well, we'd have had a damn sight better chance of getting through if it had been Portsmouth at home. Well, that's what I mean. Everybody seems to want these massive clubs that are going to Trounshire. And I, I genuinely don't understand that, that mentality. Because I tell you what, when England were in the World Cup in 2018, I wasn't sat there hoping for Brazil. Or France, to, no, to exactly. Yeah. No, that's, um, that's different though, Dan, isn't it? Because you want to see the best players at Hillsborough and we're not going to bloody get them, are we? <laughs> so I'd love I, I can't wait to see Aguero and and the likes, but well, if he plays them, but that. that I think that's it because, like you say, you get Portsmouth at home on a Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday night, wherever it's going to be, mm. and we'll lose 2-0. Yeah. Won't we? We will. We'll Wednesday it up. We'll <laughs> proper style. I love that that's so now become why, a, why, come a now yeah, and I'm yeah. it. You know what I mean? Wednesday it up to, to Wednesday. So if I, so if Mr. Chantu is going to charge me 42 quid to watch Man City, uh, that's all right. I'm going to see some decent players <laughs> rather than the shit we have been putting through for the last few weeks. <laughs> well, too right. You know what I mean? I, I, but, I, you know, I mean, Dave, do you think they'll take it seriously? Do you think they'll uh, do you think they'll put their first team out? Is is this a competition that you know they, they want to win? Do they, I mean, Pep's not really got much to go for in terms of league anymore. I mean, after no. after after the next Liverpool game, I think they can go something like 16, 17 points ahead, or maybe even nineteen. I can't remember. It was on Sky today, and everybody was incredulous about it. Um, but you know, is is a cup run the only thing that Man City have got to cheer about this season? Is it something that they need to win? Whether they need to win it or not, I just—I'm not saying they won't take it seriously, but I think the thoughts of them putting out anything like a first team's extremely unlikely. They, they wouldn't risk those good players. It's going to be Richard Wright or whoever's their fucking fourth choice goalkeeper that they're playing, <laughs> and and then a load of people with squad numbers like 147 and people that you know. Carson in tip. Sorry, Dave. He's got Carson. Well, there you go. He can come back to us. Aye, so it's going well, to be no. <laughs> it's going to be people that are kind of they are just to make up the I don't know if it's to make up some sort of quota for British players but they're going to mm. put any old team out and um, we're probably going to have 10 minutes first 10 minutes we're going to look good and the crowd are going to get going and then we'll concede a goal after about 11 minutes and then we'll get beat for nothing and it'll be shite <laughs> I'm in a good mood tonight aren't I <laughs> is, that, is that you troubling us for a prediction that one Dave already <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah, we're in the next round of the uh, the FA Cup. Uh, I think was it fifth round? It's going to be a midweek fixture, isn't it? Um, which is which is crap. Uh, but you know, I, I've, I've got no input in it, lads. I can't help. So sorry about that. But <laughs> have you seen all the stuff on on Twitter last couple? Well, since the draw, you know, I don't know what the your guys' take of it on it is about. 
obviously the, the some supporters are saying, "Oh, we'll get all the uh, you know the fair weather supporters type coming to see Man City." You know, do you know what I mean? Like the ones who don't go every week, yeah, 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 uh, for whatever reason, uh, but they want to come to watch Man City. Yeah. Now, personally, I I couldn't give a shit if if you <laughs> can afford to come to that game, come and support, and we know what it's like on a on a Wednesday night when when we're rocking. Yeah. When there's places, it's better isn't it, than seeing all blue seats. Surely. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So my thoughts, I mean, I, I, whoever, I can't remember the guy on, uh, there's been a couple of guys or women on Twitter like slating it, oh, here we go, we're all going to come out. Well, and, yeah. fair play. So it's going to happen. I mean, yeah. Take all the money for it, as much as we can, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always going to uh, happen. Of course. Same yeah. at any club. Same at any well, club. It is. I was going to say, in, 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 you know, isn't it just the unwritten law? Or, or it, it might, you know, if, they, if the club is doing well, people will turn out to watch it. It's as simple as that. You know, when we were in the Premier League, we were getting 30,000 seaters. And, you know, yes, we have got an outstanding support. And even in League One, we're getting 20 sometimes. But you, <laughs> I, I get that. But that's that's the name of the game. It's like it's like watching Game of Bloody Thrones. People say it's good. People start watching it. And more people turn out watching it. You know, are we going to sit here going, exactly. well, I've been, it, it's that same contrary nonsense, like when people go, I like that band before everybody else did, and then now don't mm-hmm. like them because everybody else did. You know what I mean? For example, it's human, all that. Yep. It is. It, it, it's like ragging on the Arctic Monkeys now. Everybody's uh, everybody now. Oh, the crap now. I liked them when they were crap. Well, they were crap. You know what I mean? They used to be crap. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm, I'm, whoa, 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 whoa! Wash your mouth. I think, out, called, <laughs> I think it's called the the Garrido test. I was literally um, going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> David Greeno he, he's, comes he's, he's one though <laughs> he's one though <laughs> I remember we had a uh, we had an away day away at Charlton it was Gary Hooper's first day, first game for us I think we got spanked something like 3-1 and um and David Garrido came with us for some reason. He just turned up, and he uh, and he likened it to coming out. He went, "Yeah, I came out as a Wednesday fan last year." I said, "It's not something to be ashamed yeah, of. That you have to sit, sit your parents down and tell them about." <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, you know, the geese the, the, the is a, a television presenter. Got- like, what, what do you want him to do? Sit there on the stand going, "Yeah, come on, lads!" Every Saturday, you know, an hour after he's just come off the telly. Well, you know, what, what's he expecting? I, want, I, wanted, I wanted him to do an Ollie but McBurney, you know, when, 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 the other week when he got caught. That was brilliant. I mean, I know it's United and everything, but fair play to the lad. It well, was. It's cracking. Yeah, it that's was. What, that's what you want. You, you don't want... You, we all know 90% of footballers get paid huge sums of money, and and we all know the drive around in the posh car, but to see someone on, I don't know what he'll be on, 20, 30 grand or whatever a week, Doing that on a Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, yeah. it's brilliant. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it even was great. Cardiff then, fans, but then even yeah. Cardiff fans have just yeah. got to go. All right, mate, well done. Yeah, <laughs> you can't vote against that. I don't. I don't <laughs> know why so many people got offended by it. I see. I don't. I don't, nah, I don't think they did. I think it was just people just wanting to be offended at something. You know what Twitter's yeah. like. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's a joke. But like you know, I remember we had uh, we played Brighton uh, in the. Uh, when we celebrated in the just before the playoff final, in the playoff semi final, we just beat them down at their down at their ground, and um, and I was with uh, Pete, whose uh, whose missus is uh, whose daughter is Connor Wickham's missus, and Connor was there with us, and he was 
you know, he's a he's built like a footballer. He's like six foot three, and, it, Clang. and he's, is is that another name drop? Sorry, mate. And, uh, yeah. But what he did, he, he he had all he had a scarf wrapped round his face, a hood over him, just purely for that reason, so he didn't get recognised. You know what I mean? And I thought, God, that's that's sad. Do you know what I mean? But he said, oh, yeah, Palace won't like it. And I'm especially, especially because I'm away at Brighton and they've got some weird bloody rivalry. So he had to, he had to keep his nut down. You know what I mean? It was really odd. Really like, oh, you know, get, get your shirt out, lad. Get the colours on and start raffing the skirt around your head. But anyway, that's an absolute digression. We will, uh, we will probably come back to that at some point. Uh, now, uh, Ben, you were telling us off air just, uh, just how excited the Wigan game was for you, pal. Yeah, it was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, <laughs> was it a uh, was it a game for two halves for you, or were we just shite the entire time from where you were? First half is your typical go to Wigan performance. You get a goal, and really we should, we should have pushed on from there. We should have scored before we we got the goal. Murphy should have should have got one fairly early on. Um, so we could have been two up. You've got to see. You've got to take your take your chances. Um, but again, it wasn't a, a brilliant performance. But I won't say it was dire. It was just one of them performances that you've got to put in at Wigan when there's three people in ground and atmosphere is dead and it's an horrible windy rainy night. But <laughs> then second half just went from bad to worse. So now, now Ash, we've yeah. spoke about this before about Jacob Murphy personally in terms of being a midfield player. I don't think he brings much to the game. Do you know I, mean? I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he's particularly outstanding as a footballer. However, having said that, in the games where I've sat there and sworn at the telly or sworn at him on the stands, he's, t- he's popped up with a goal. Do you know what I mean? Have you? And, and I know you're from a similar ilk of me, myself, and my opinion on him. Have you changed your mind on him yet? As he, you know, how do you think he played the other night? Uh, I'll. I'll I'll get to Murphy in a minute, but I'll I'll just put out my thoughts. I was absolutely fucking disgusted about the game at Wigan. Wow, I, I, mate, I am uh, yeah, I'm that bad. And you know me, Dan. I I'm quite a well mannered, <laughs> uh, easy kind of guy. Um, but it 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 really was an absolute shower of shit. And I'm sorry for listeners for swearing. I really am. If you've got, I think it's all right, Ash. I started with the Pornhub gag at the uh, start of the show, so I've already set the tone. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, I was absolutely lost for words, uh, which is which is very good to be on a podcast, isn't it? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, but Murphy, yeah, I, I have been very critical of him in the past on on the podcast uh, for various reasons, and the last couple of games. That he's actually played, he ha- he has obviously contributed with a goal, um, but he did does seem to have have been listening to the podcast and taken <laughs> on board with what us us people say and know a lot about football and know a lot about Wednesday. And he's obviously listened, uh, but yeah, yeah, he, he seems to have still, still, like you said, Dan, he still isn't anywhere near where he should be coming from Newcastle. Yeah, they spent what was it, eleven and a half million on him. Um, but yeah, he has, and he's, he took his goal well, good header. But like Ben said, he should have scored. I think it was about three minutes earlier, dragged one wide of the of the goalkeeper's post where he should have should have scored yeah. really. So there is bits, and he he seems to have finding his feet ish still a little bit, but still jury's out. But there's far too many more than him that are uh, just. Not putting the muscle. Well, that's a, that's a neat little segue that Ash and Dave. I'm gonna I'm gonna lump this one on you, pal. Um, now Moses Odabaju 
literally got told three weeks ago it can move. You can go if you want. See you later. It's not it's not worked out for you for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Some players I'll never say a player is shit because they're professional footballers. However, you know, some moves work out for players, some don't. You know, the best example is Lee Trundle coming from Swansea, scoring a million goals, signed for Bristol City, country to Bandor. Do you know what I mean? So why why do you think yeah. Odebajo has got himself into the squad? How has that happened? We've got Big O. Uh, I think Palmer's out, isn't he? Uh, still injured. But the... I find it I find it weird that he's in the squad. Do you reckon that's a shop window tactic? I mean, what do you think? I think it's a protecting the big O at right back after having a great debut and a reasonable second game and then struggling a bit. And I think knowing what the fan base can be like and not wanting to absolutely destroy a young man's confidence and you could see how much he was buzzing after his debut and there's probably a lot more to come from him. I don't doubt Odebarjo's probably stepped up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think it's more to do with preservation of a young player. Um, I thought Odebarjo did okay against QPR relative to countless terrible performances before that. Yeah. But um, I, I didn't see anything in the Wigan game that made me think he's anything like that he was when he was at Brentford, was it? I think he was at Brentford before, like the first time round before he went to Hull and he looked like a cracking fullback. Yep. And he's had bad injuries. And... Um, it's a bit, a bit like with Rhodes, you know, you don't become a, a bad player overnight. However, football can move on. Your injuries can make you, can affect your mindset and you might go into tackles half-assed um, or you might not be able to commit to a, uh, an attack the same way as you wanted it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a player can kind of plateau or start to drop off way before what you would thought they would by their age. You think, oh, they're in the late 20s, they're early 30s, they're coming on to the peak of the career. Not always. Maybe they hit the early doors, 21, 22, 23. And that's as good as they're going to get. And after that, they're just tailing off. So, Odebarjo, I think, has um, been fortuitous that Palmer's been injured and that perhaps we're looking after one of his young Yeah, got, it, got himself in there, you know, in terms of default, haven't he? He's, uh, he's got the job on a technicality, yeah. I think, uh, I think is what the kids say. <laughs> so, uh, let, you know, let, let's go back to Wigan. So, we're 1-0 up, Ben. You know, you're having a lovely time. Are you all? You're all on the stand saying, "Let's all have a disco." You know, I assume because that's what you kids do nowadays. I'm pretty sure that's what you're still singing. And and then you know, we came out the second half and we were. I think the term that young people use is fucking dreadful. <laughs> Nail on the head completely. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, less said the better. We we didn't make one check. We didn't have a shot. I don't think we even had a shot off target. Wow. I think there were the one cross. Were the one cross that Rhodes put across box, and nobody got an ender it. Yep. Murphy were cleaning it back post, but didn't really make that much of an effort to get there. No, it didn't work out um, enough for me for that one. Other than that, I, I don't think I, I can't think of a chance where and all play were in in our half against the Wigan side that's won. I think it was twice since the last played us yep. back in October. What once in eighteen games? Yeah, and we let him go into that towards in the second half, which it's just it's unacceptable, really. Well, I can't I say much more. I was more. watching the uh, the highlights. I was watching the highlights before the game, which for some unbelievable way we've had the audacity to make fifteen minutes and eight seconds with the highlights on YouTube. <laughs> and of that fifteen minutes and eight seconds, um, between nine minutes and six seconds and nine minutes and thirty six seconds, you can watch the highlights of the second half from Sheffield Wednesday, and that's including replays. <laughs> 
and that's it. That's the entire second half. And there's only a minute and a half in the first half worth watching. So at 15 minutes, wow. um, you can be gripped for the full full two minutes and two seconds. Now, I, you know, I, 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 Real at the start of, every, start of every show, you, I mean, you guys won't hear it until you show, but is the, um, I put the commentary on of the... Um, of the uh, of the game that's just gone by, and um, there is a you know there's a there's a real try from Rob O'Neill who's I think is a great commentator and um, commentators are really good at getting those what I call they think it's all over moments do you know what I mean where they say these things that are really good sound bites so when they get when these moments get replayed over the years to come you've got some great audio over the top and it and it really you know like we all you know, the famous Aguero you like- know what I mean. Aguero, yeah, yeah I was going to say th- that. those yeah, type Aguero. of things. Martin Tyler <laughs> constantly speaks in them, and Clyde Tilsley as well. They're, they're constantly speaking these cliches. Now, Rob tries to get these a lot, and it's always ruined every time by John Pearson sat next to him going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> absolutely ruins it week in, week out. I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, Rob, bless you. Now, even, even when that first goal went in from Wigan, not even John Pearson, I don't just say, you just do go, Oh, it just the wind is absolutely taken from the Paul Booker's sails. You know what I mean? Like John, you know, John's a Wednesday fan. He, he wants Wednesday to win, and I can't even. He's like, Christ Almighty, I can't. You know, I can't be bothered with all this. It just, it just ruins him. Now, Ash, a uncharacteristic blunder as far as I'm concerned with uh, with the first goal from Wigan. I, I feel that. Julian Berner had no idea where he was. Did he know that he literally played on everybody on their pitch? That, you know, he was about four or five yards off the pace because when I first saw the goal, I thought, it's got to be offside, right? I mean, what, you know, did you think the same? Yeah, yeah, initially, yeah, you, you, from the um, angle, I think the camera that I was, uh, obviously I wasn't the game, but the camera of the... Uh, lovely stream that i was watching uh it it from the past it looked like yeah. come out of nowhere their player and it was like oh he's well offside there that's there but actually borna and i think i think i tweeted you dan or messaged you didn't and i said uh, it's not very i don't think mm. i've said this all season but borna's had a, yeah. a nightmare there an absolute nightmare and he, he has been one of the best well if probably him and I offer and Fox. I mean, all three of them. They have been pretty, yeah. pretty good this season, I think. Uh, and he ha- he has been one of the one of the cracking signings we've made. But just on that occasion, he just I don't know what happened. And then for for him to fall about, pretending yeah. he got punched in the head or, or like holding his face or something, I thought that was a bit. I didn't. I, I don't like seeing that. I mean, you fucked up, own up yeah. to it type of thing. Um, uh, and the guy yeah. took his goal well. No, no, no problems with that. But yeah, it was just, it was just probably a split second, um, bit of an ups, really, weren't it? But but you can't. But we haven't said that all season for him. I don't think he's he's been assured. He's been solid. He's he's, he's commanded the his positioning has been pretty pretty good. We we know that he hasn't got the pace of I offer, um, but he seems to make up for it in positioning. And obviously winning the ball and and being there, so n- no no things on him. Yeah, he made he made a mistake, don't we all? Um, so it's just that obviously on against Wigan and we we all basically thought we we're going to get three points and it didn't happen. So yeah yeah a bit bit disappointed for for him rather than 
think this, yeah, I he's think he's the type right. of player that you'd say to when he walked off the pitch, you're better than that. Do you know what I mean? Defending, especially at centre-back, I believe that 80% yeah. of, of centre-backing is is knowing where to stand. Do you know what I mean? And knowing where to position yourself. And I thought Julian Berner has been outstanding at that since since he's put a Sheffield Wednesday shirt on. I thought, mm-hmm. that's really refreshing. You very rarely see him playing everybody on or caught in no man's land, just like he did for that first goal. Now, yeah. Dave, the second goal, go on, actually. Yeah, but, the, oh, sorry, Dan. Uh, so, but, but with Iorfa there as his partner, he, he has got the pace. So when, when he has been, like, found in the wrong position, more, more so Adebayo that Iorf has been there, sweeping up. Uh, he's got the pace, and there's there's not going to be many attackers that's uh, going to beat him on pace. Iorf. So I think it's a good, it's a good match for me them to a centre back. I think uh, I think that might be quite a good uh, pairing. Well, you know, the difference on Tuesday night, the 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 difference on Tuesday night was that when obviously Fox had to go off, Tom Lee's was next to him, yeah, and. Tom Lee's from the minute he come on, he was in a world of his own. Yeah, Wigan could have got one before yeah, bef- yeah, before they that. before Wigan got the second goal. They could have got one. Mm. The lads run straight in front of Tom Lee's. I think it was Jamal Lowe's run straight in front of Tom Lee's, and Lee's has held his hand up for offside. Yeah, and the very nearly scored from it. I can't remember whether Dawson saved or or whether the shot wide or whatever. Um, but yeah. It, the, the, the 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 turning point of the game really for me were Fox having to go off and we did we we really missed him yeah and you wouldn't have expected that we'd be saying that six months ago six yeah, months yeah. ago yeah um, no 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 but completely missed Fox and especially having to bring Tom Lee's on because I think his days are numbered as well personally well like Ash says you know you've got you've got Berner and I offer there who are forging quite the partnership and I think Tom Tom might fall fall foul of that however you know start of the season when we started picking wins up Tom Lees I had no issue with whatsoever at the back there was a point where we had I offer at full back and then we had Lees and Berner I remember thinking Christ we're not going to concede a goal and then it, for some reason we seem to have and here's that term again Sheffield Wednesday it up um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It, 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 I think this is this is going to be a thing that that we're going to constantly hark back to. You know, doing a Sheffield Wednesday to pull a Sheffield Wednesday. Um, you know, we take take these good players and manage to manage to chuck them in the bin. Um, now, Dave, the talking about positional and and all the rest of it. Now, how much of the second goal? You know, it's a backheader. You know, it, it, it's just out of pop at it and it's out looping in. How much of the second goal would you attribute? to poor placement by Cameron Dawson? I think Dawson kind of put himself pretty much, unless he was actually behind the fucking net, he put himself in another position where he could actually get that sort of loopy header to go over him. You know, if he stays on his on his line, then it's an easy yeah. save. If he's coming out and taking it commandingly, then he's gathering it, he's punching it away, he's doing whatever. He just, he, you know, like when, you get like a little angry man and he stands behind his big pal and kind of yeah. goes, yeah, that's kind of where Cameron Dawson, that's where he stood yeah. right in the most, most pathetic position you could. And that's not a slight on Dawson because he has improved massively and I'm genuinely pleased he signed his contract, but he's not without mm-hmm. an error because unfortunately, I mean, Ben will probably say this more than anyone, but if you're a goalkeeper, I think errors can stand up. You can show more. You're there by yourself. Oh, yeah. Got to you, then chances are. It's like last chance mm-hmm. saloon anyway. Yeah. Um, but having been as good as he's been and consistent and really starting to um, build and, you know, 
many games I've watched where a ball gets thrown into the box uh, by the opposition, even late on when it's kitchen sink stuff, and he comes and takes it, and he takes it, and, you, and you're confident he's going to take it or deal with it. And then you had that one against Wigan, and you're going, yep, yeah, the, the, absolutely. The, but he just... Sorry, go on. No, go on, mate. Um, no, 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 you the, go the, That's where he, I feel he's improved most. I think that's what most Wednesday fans had against him last season when he, he was stepping in for Westwood that, oh, Westwood's more commanding in, in air, which last season, yeah, Dawson were more inclined to punch and often not get that much on it. And then this season, you've seen him st- step up in in terms of commanding his area, I think, a lot more. I think he did it perfectly at QPR. He was positive quite a few times coming coming and collecting it. And, yeah, we saw that again at Wigan, really. I, I think, apart from the goal, which, yeah, he's not covered himself in glory in, um, I think he would probably, again, want a better performance at Wigan. Yeah, you know, I, I don't disagree with you. I think he dropped the ball on that one. But then winning that game after the way we played was absolutely inevitable. I, I, you could see it coming. They were knocking on the door right from right from kickoff. I don't know what we did in that second half. We, You know, Barry Bannon. I, Barry, you know, I know you listen to the show, mate, and I know you're a big fan of mine. But I'm just, I'm just asking you, pal, like, you know, when you're in an advanced position, you are outstanding. You dropping back and dropping deep was what you did under Joss, and it's what you did at Wigan, and it's what you did at Blackburn, and you weren't very good. No, sorry, that's wrong. You weren't very effective. You are better in an attacking role. Let Kieran Lee do the win. Let Sammy Hutchinson do the tackling. Let Jacob Murphy, Murphy run around like an endless chicken. Do not sit back there. You, you, you are. That is not. You know, Blackburn absolutely tore us apart with that. Go on, Ash. I, I don't know, Dan. Yeah, Dan. I don't think I don't think that's what he, I don't think he wants to. He wants no. I don't, I don't think, think it is. That's what he wants to do. He don't want to do the running around exactly. Yeah. He wants the ball. He want he knows he's effective, but he's coming that deep to take the ball off the centre backs or whoever that he's starting off. Yeah, because he always constantly deep. wants the ball. That he wants the ball. Yeah, and, and like I obviously season to go. The guy who I go with sometimes sits behind me, Steve, and. Um, He's, he he's, he always comments. He seems like I think I've said it a couple of times on the podcast before that the ball has to be touched by Bannon. You know, like as as like a quarterback <laughs> in your favourite sport, Dan. Um, that he's he obviously yeah. he he's the playmaker. Yeah, he, he calls the shots. I think that's what Bannon sees himself. He has to have the ball. He has to dictate where we're going, where we go, and. When he does that, he's too yeah. deep. He starts off too deep. There is no one, and there's a massive gap between obviously whoever the playing up front, um, and and the like the attacking midfield, the centre midfield, uh, where we we all know Bannon is yeah. like you said, Dan, more effective. And um, I think that's just been his problem. He, we've been in trouble, and we've not been playing amazingly well. So he comes deeper and deeper. Wanting the ball, wanting to affect the game, but actually, he's probably doing more harm than he thinks is good. Now, it could tell me I'm talking bollocks because I, yeah. I, I ain't got a clue about playing football, yeah. but it's just what I see, isn't it? And that's what we do. We're commentating on it. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that's I think, I think there's I, a, I really do. There's I, I definitely think... a, a level of um, over exuberance. And I think, I think there is a definite. Um, what what's the word? Complacency setting in that we know that Barry's our player. You know, Barry's the one where the, the danger's going to come through. And I agree with you, Ash. But I feel like complacency's kicked in, and in his head, he's going, 
you can't score a goal without me, so I'm going to have the ball. You know, you used to get the, you used to have them kids at school that used to have done it. And what we've done is now playing schoolyard football. He's now chasing, flocking after the ball. Do you remember when you used to play football as a kid and there'd be 20 kids just flocking after the ball, just piles of people just wanting to go and kick it? And that's the way it comes to me. With You know, that's the way it feels like, you know, do your position, do your job that you've been told to go on. Because I don't think that Gary Munk has said, I'll tell you what, Barry, go and sit between the centre backs. Do you know to me? But I mean, what do you think, Ben? I think part of the problem is I completely agree that he's going too deep. I think also part of the problem that I know I've noticed it in past, but especially at Wigan, where especially when Pelopessi plays, as soon as Pelopessi gets it, whether Bannon's in a good position to receive it or not, he's giving him that ball to to Bannon. There could be other players in a better position. And it was just something I noticed at Wigan. He he give it Bannon in a couple of places where it it were like he's going in into a, in for a tackle to to receive to receive the ball. Um, and I think that coincides with the silver reliance that that we do have on him. Um, which which is it is because he's such a good and effective player. But if we are struggling, that's when he's taking it too deep, and he has been. That's probably been occurring since first season under Carlos, to be honest. It was on the it was on the back of obviously what Ben's saying there is you know the way that Pelipes is doing that and the, and when Bannon's doing that when Pelipes is playing it makes you think is Bannon you know you can imagine his character and all that being on the training ground constantly nipping at Pelipes going no you're not good enough that's why I'm having to come to deep and I'm having to do my job and your job. So the fact he's coming deep when he's playing with Pelipesi and Pelipesi shits himself every time he gets the ball and plays it to Bannon, probably because Bannon's always nipping his head going, give me the ball, I'm better than you. So what you don't want is passengers in a team. And if Bannon's trying to play the role of two people because he thinks he's better than Pelipesi and he can play his own role as well, and Pelipesi's petrified not to give the ball to Bannon, it makes both of them completely ineffective. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I, th- I think there is an element of that. Cause, you know, Barry's a tenacious player and he, he'll tell you what he thinks, which I can't, you know, which is a quality that, you know, I wish I had sometimes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I'm, you know, I'm quite a shrinking violent me a lot of times. But the, <coughs> you know. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought, I'd, I thought I'd muted myself there. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I've just got a concern that I, I, I don't know what it was, but. Gary Monk's post-match comments about complacency and about the culture at the club and about, because Josh said it as well, didn't he? Uh, about the culture at the club. Um, it, he's right, he needs to change. Because Steve, Steve Bruce, you know, cabbage head himself, he's, he's, a, he's come from the Sir Alex Ferguson mould of manager. He knows that you have to be sometimes a little bit of a dictator. You have to make sure you know who's in charge. They know who's in charge. So, um, that kind of that kind of complacency all went. Everybody got a, a, a fresh chance. Everybody got a new crack of the whip, and that's what Gary said when he came in. And now we seem to have settled. We kind of know what our starting eleven is with the rotation about who's up front. But you know, have we have we settled? Do we? I think personally, we need to get rid of a lot of what you'd perceive as big names in our club in order to give it a shot in the arm. Because I think we've been found out. We are still playing a lot of the players that went to Wembley four years ago and and I think that we need to uh, we need to move on from that because and uh, this is a lovely segue into it because um, 
Dave Ponchan series said to us when we all kicked off about the match prices, if you want the top players, you have to play top prices. He, he justified the expense the expense of how much it is to watch a game at Hillsborough by saying to us, if you if you want good players, pay the money. Now, because we can't seem to balance the books and have to essentially cheat uh, by selling the ground to ourselves and all the rest of it, um, we're having to get these these players that nobody's ever heard of. Now, Ash, talk to me about Alessio de Cruz. <laughs> I'm going to chuck you right under the bus on this one, pal. Um, now, he's got a goal ratio of one in every five and a half games. So I assume he's more of an attacking midfielder than a striker. Uh, you know, that, that's the only thing we've had going for us, isn't it, this month? Yeah, well... You know my extensive knowledge of uh, championship manager. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Manager, <laughs> he, he's shit on that, so it's so he's going to be rubbish. You know? <laughs> so that's that's it. That's that and uh, that and actually, I'm just going off a little bit here, but uh, my me and my son did play a game of FIFA tonight, and we actually yeah. did sign him and Connor Wickham. So you know, yeah. we're gonna we're, we're putting it out there just. Uh, Let's see how it goes. Because FIFA, it, <laughs> it, it runs true, doesn't it, FIFA? Whatever happens on that. Um, see, no, I'd, 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 double, I'd double up that. If you go, see if you go to the YouTube and do the old show reels, that's always worth looking at as well because um, maybe you've seen more controversial goalkeeper and defender and you wonder why Italian football got questioned for match fixing when you watch Jerry Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Dan, yeah, I, I know a lot about him. Yeah, I've been watching him for the last couple of years. Um yeah, 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 yeah. No, I ain't got a Scooby Doo, and I don't, and I'm, I'm happy to say that because I'm, I'm gonna guess ninety nine point nine percent of Wednesday night, uh, probably the same, and probably Gary yeah. Monk sat there going, "Who the fuck's this geezer?" <laughs> As well, <laughs> yeah. but no, it won't surprise me actually. But uh, no, he's, apparently he's been on loan anti from Parma to Ascoli. I don't know if you pronounce that anyway. Any, any Italians yeah. in the house? Um, uh, <laughs> had three red cards in his loan period. Had a falling out. Had a fight Brilliant. with a teammate. Um, I, I think he. I don't. Um, I think he had some issue with the management or something. So basically, he's going to fit right in, isn't he? <laughs> he's had issues with the fans as well. Don't forget that one. Oh, he's going to fit. Oh, one. I love him already. What's this one? What's this one? So. So I've I've produced a fact file. I've had a quick oh, look because nice. there's quite a few stats. Oh, aye, aye. So, Have you made so, a dossier? So as we've said, be a bit disappointed. He drives a Ford Granada. <laughs> <laughs> so as we've said, he's had three red cards in 18 games this season <laughs> for Ascoli in in Syria B. Um, fight with his own teammate. He's had a confrontation with the fans. Brilliant. Um, Alleged victim of racist abuse this season, which doesn't surprise you in Italian league at the moment. (laughs) No. No, Uh, Yeah, to be honest. That's the the only thing I'll go, you know, I'm on your side with, to be fair, (laughs) Paul. You know what I mean? Um, Other than that... Cracking use of the word alleged, by the way, there, Ben. You've done really well. You've kept us out. Yeah, uh, 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 you know, out uh, uh, the bad books there, pal. Thanks a lot. Keep going. Um, so, other than that, he's had quite an uneventful season. Um, <laughs> but... yeah, what about on the pitch? What about Dutch under-18 and under-20 international. And he started at Ajax. 
So it, it can't be all bad. Apparently, no, Arsenal were interested players. in when, <laughs> when they were. <laughs> he had a short spell at FC Twenty and Navarra. Now I've never I've never heard of Navarra, but he got six. six this this is all going off just what I've I've seen. So whether it's right or not, I don't know. But he apparently, got six assists in eighteen for Navarra in Serie B, and Arsenal were interested in in, in him during that time. Apparently, so yeah. it can't be all bad. So let's let's think positively. But, but yeah, this season it's it's been quite eventful for him already. So to be fair, mate, you know, Rotherham were interested in me, but um, you know that was Rotherham Met Police. But uh, you know, we'll <laughs> see, see where we go from there. Now I've got I, a. I've I was going to was gonna go for the. I was going to go for the grooming gang, but police. Will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we can go with, this one's gone south in it. Can you put a double explicit on it? Can you? I don't think you can. <laughs> um, so I've got a tweet here from a chap called Paolo Metinporta. Uh, he's at M-I-T-T-N-B-O-R-T. And he's replying to Sheffield Wednesday's tweet announcing the signing. And he said, uh, I'll, I'll attempt to do the voice, I'm Italian and I know him as a player. I'm not doing the voice anymore. <laughs> I'm Italian and I know him as a player. Really, really talented guy, but believe me, he is crazy. Lots of argues with fans. Hoping England will be better for him because he's really good. So, you know, we've just signed essentially Paolo Di Canio Part 2. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So, you know, are we, are we going to have him, uh, you know, posing with, is he Dutch, did you say? So we're going to have him posing with some tulips and some clogs on and other racially sensitive stereotypes like the um, frozen pizza that we had with Paolo and Benny. <laughs> nah, it, no, it's going to be a massive EDAM, isn't it? <laughs> or, just, or just imposing outside of the red light district you know what I mean just like so they, you've got one of the ladies of the night behind you in one of those glass cases that apparently they've got I've not seen them I don't know what they're on about really I've just heard these stories and uh, you know he stood there with his hands on his hips looking all jaunty or looking mad as a fish in petrol go on and a faint whiff a faint whiff of weed in the background yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah if he turns up with bloodshot eyes you know that he is crazy <laughs> right then so um, I forgot where we are. So right, so as we approach the last fifteen, now there is uh, been a tweet by a chap called. It's a thread by a chap called Chris Robinson. Now um, Chris has um, at some point put together a thread that he saw. Um, I think the second tier podcast did a thread on um, the players at Brentford. So he decided he was going to do one um, about the players. On uh, in Sheffield Wednesday and about how much they actually cost us money. Now, Dapon Chansiri did put his hand in his pocket with Chansiri, and do you remember that summer? It was a summer of 2016 uh, where, where our life peaked at the uh, summer of 2015, and we signed uh, Ugo Sungu and uh, Stevie May, and uh, you know all these players. Can you, I, I, he's gone through a list of uh, of these players that um, that we've signed that have just been. An absolute waste of time. <laughs> like, some of them are, are incredible. I did take a screen grab of it, so um, I've lost it. So that's fun for everybody involved. But if, if you get to see it, it's, it's, it's doing the rounds on Twitter right now. It's a chap called Chris Robinson, and uh, it genuinely is frightening. Now, Dave, I'm going to come to you and talk to you about our league form, because on the 22nd of December, we played Bristol City. We uh, we beat them 1-0 in quite a tight, tentative affair. And we went third in the league. Um, what happened? What, what, what happened? 
you know, I, I seem to always have it in my mind that around about Christmas time and into January, Wednesday are always going to have a terrible run of form. I don't know if it's just we, we do it regularly enough or I've just convinced myself that it happens. When we got up to third, it's only indicative of the fact that nobody wants to win this league at all, or so it, so it would seem. So that it was probably a false position on our part, but I think it's again with everything that's Jeffrey Wednesday esque is is the hope that kind of kills you. You get there going, oh maybe maybe the last breath of this Carlos team can just yeah. limp over the line, and yeah. no, it can't, it can't, and it hasn't been able to. It, it wasn't able to the season when we were good, and now it's stinking of two three years of stagnation. And we had this coming realistically that you get lost in the moment of when things are going well. And albeit we're probably worse now than what we should be, we had this coming. We've had it coming for too long, and that's that's what's gone wrong. It's it's when you don't reach the success of something, the way to fix it isn't just to go, oh, we'll, we'll try that again. That didn't work last time, so we'll see if it works this time. Isn't that Surprisingly, the? It doesn't. Isn't that the definition of madness? Well, I think so. I think it, I think it's one translates because conciliar economist translates to just doing the same thing over and over again and failing. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, Ash. If you look at the, uh, if you look at the, you know, we they've got we lost to Stoke on Boxing Day, and then lost to Cardiff three days later. Then on Boxing Day, lost to Hull at home. Then for some some unbeknownst reason, we then beat Brighton and Leeds. Then we got spanked by Blackburn, and now we've lost to Wigan in the um, in the league, and we've dropped to what? What are we now? Eleventh, tenth, something like that. I mean, this league's mental. I mean, we you know we lost three on the bounce and still stayed in playoffs. Now we've we've lost four out of the last five, and we're languishing in mid table. Is that is that a fair place for us to be? Is that is that you know is that what you believe? Well, it's a fair place because that's where we are, and the league doesn't lie, does it? And well, it's like Shakira, you, know you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it it is it's. Oh, I, I nearly I'm not going to say, it, but we're in the position we're in, and that's it. Um, yes, like we said, 22nd we were third, uh, 22nd December we were third, um, and that's where, yep, that's where we've got the points, that's where we are, uh, and basically we've, we've, we've just had an horrendous, but if you'd looked at, if you looked at the fixtures and you, uh, start of the season, you went down these six games we've just played, you'd have gone three points, three yes, points. Yes, and, and that, that's my Christmas. point, the teams have lost to, we yeah, yeah. And it took a point, so we'll say seven out of nine over Christmas. Mint, that's brilliant. Then you'd look at Leeds, you'd have gone, oh, that's an hard one. You know, you would say, oh, cracking, cracking result. Absolute cracking. And then you think, Wigan away. Oh, my God. That's, that's us. That's three, four, five. That's where we're going to get. Yeah. Us, uh, that's where we're going to get his goals. And, and, it, and, and it's just, it's something. And I've seen things on Twitch and everything. Something needs to change, and it's 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 all right having a a clear out if you've got the funds for a clear out. But like we like we're saying, like we're not attracting. Like Chancellor says, we're paying the money. We're not we're not getting the players, and the players we've got that aren't aren't producing. Who wants? We're not going to get any better. Who who wants them, and who are we going to get? Who who realistically are we going to get that uh, the fans are going to go? Fucking out for eight signing. He's what we've been missing, or them three players are what we've been missing. Because I, I can't see that, and 
and to hark back to obviously the Chancera era and even before that, things have been going wrong. And it's all right clearing out players that have been there and, and just there for the money now. It don't seem they want to play for the club. They, they don't seem to try. Or what we perceive as they, they're not trying. Whereas, like, there's some people there, and I probably upset quite a lot of Wednesday nights here, but there's people like Bullen, who's been there through all this, and he's, I know he's not a manager, but he's there, he's, he's got an influence. You've got to start so asking questions, haven't you? What is he doing? You have. What is he? Everyone loves him for what he's achieved with Wednesday, yes, no doubt. Um, but what is, it, what is he there for now? We've had four managers now, five, I think, with him there. Yes, he must have something for all of them to keep him. <laughs> but is he only there as, because he knows the club inside out? Or, or we think he does. But people like that, <laughs> we need to look at shipping out. I, I believe <laughs> that. Because to have a wholesale change of players when we can't afford it, is a bit, is a bit yeah. shit. But to start looking at the backroom, backroom staff, start looking at mid-management type of who's making these decisions, these so-called advisors of Chanceries. It, it, something's going drastically fucking wrong and it's just killing the club. It really is. It's killing the supporters, people who pay hard money to go, save up for years for a season ticket. Or just turn up when we play Man City home. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It, the whole club is is suffering, and we're seeing it with the performance on our pitch. And if it's stuff that's happening happening off the pitch that's affecting the players, with it being money or threat of twenty one points, nineteen points, whatever, then if that's the thing, it needs to happen so we can move yeah. on because it's fucking doing my head, yeah. and it, it's that bad and. I don't. I don't know the fucking answer, or I'd be in football myself. But do you know what I mean? Uh, we pay his money. That's it. We we, men, we we mentioned it, aren't we, on last night? Just going back back to Bullen, and I sort of said, you know, when Fox has got to go off, I know it's in hindsight, but it, it, as us fans knowing that Reach can, if you know. If if he needs to fill in at left back, we, I felt we, we'd have been better if we'd have put Reach at left back and not shuffled the whole of the back four about and put Odebajo, who was not the best at right back, and put him at left back after push Iofa out to right back and then bring Tom Lee's on into the game at centre half. And my mate said, "Well, I, I said, well, only thing is Monk's not gonna know that not not being here when Reach is." Filled in at left back. My mate went, well, Bullen has. Why aren't he said out? And <laughs> Interesting. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. That's, that's yeah. interesting. I mean, like, you know, people say how much Lee knows about the club. And and I tell you what, I don't think there's many people alive who, who, who in around the club who can tell a player what it's like to play for Sheffield Wednesday and what it's like when it's good and how great it is when it's good. But, you know, because he knows everything, you know, he knows which key on the big bunch opens a closet and he knows how to change the clock on the DVD player. Do you know what I mean? Does that warrant you a, a wage? I mean, it's very, you know, it's very clear that Chancery is saying to these new managers, you've got to keep Lee in. Welcome to the club. You can bring your own assistant in, but Lee has to be involved somewhere. Um, what I think that, that we have an issue of is since Chancery's come in, is that we've got these, that, you know, football is notoriously full of what I like to call knobheads. And um, 
And what it is that these people are mercenaries and they, from a young age, they're earning a lot of money and then they get too old. Their career is only about 12, 13 years long. And all of a sudden they need to make their money somewhere else. And I think, you know, people like Glenn Roder was a great example. Came in as this advisor, you know, football man and all this. And, uh, and it went, and what it was, it was him trying to engineer himself the manager's job. He didn't get it when, uh, when Carlos went. And, uh, so he, he, he snaffled out. I think that was kind of a, the, the timeline of it. But they, I think w- what we're getting is agents, uh, football men, some people around in this sport are seeing Chancery as some kind of golden goose, some kind of wave that they could ride to try and, engineer themselves a few quid and I think that that's genuinely the answer we've got and I, and I don't feel that there are enough people in football who can um, who can be trusted in order to do that and I think that what Lee Bullen's got going for him is that yes I think we can trust him but you've got to ask the question what's he doing there Anyway, forget all that. Let's move on to Millwall. As we all know, the hashtag we've had going with Lord Hillsborough for a number of years is Millwall caused this. What do you think Millwall are going to cause us? Ben, can I trouble you for a prediction, please, brother? Um, well, you'd hope that we'll we'll bounce back and after such a poor performance against Wigan, but Millwall really troubled Leeds last night, so yeah, it won't surprise me if the trouble does. Um. I'm going 2-1 Wednesday. I think we'll bounce back. Well, let's hope we do, but you're right. It is a potential banana skin. And, you know, Leeds aren't exactly tearing trees by either, but, you know, they were 12 points clear at one point. What about you, Dave? I'm going to think that we're going to get back together. We're going to rally. We're going to have the same sort of chats we had post-Flatburn. And we're going to work towards a fantastic performance and we're going to obtain a nil-nil draw. A nil-nil draw. That's that's a big ass, that David. Uh, Ash, send us home. Nil-nil draw. Shit, you beat me to it, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 I'll take a clean sheet these days. Is that it? I'll take a clean sheet. Yeah, yeah. Is that where we are now? Yeah, we we need to. We need to. uh, We need to do so. We need to bounce back. Uh, after obviously that, that lovely game that we've talked so much about, um, yeah. but yeah, nah, they, they, they've they've not been in uh, crap form. They've been playing quite well. They've had some good results. So yeah, I'll, I'll go in nil nil. God Almighty! Well, you know, I I, I, I was going to go yeah. with one all, but uh, <laughs> I was going to go with with the Sammy. I was going to go with the Sammy one all. Uh, I'm hoping that's going to catch on at some point because I'm pretty sure that we started the whole Reggie Blink thing. I, yeah, I hope it catches on for another team. <laughs> well, so I mean, you know, transfer deadline is is fast approaching. We've only got two days. We've heard a lot of noise coming out of the club that you know some things might happen, some things are going to take place. Strikers are outgoing, strikers are coming in, and what's happened? We've got to the twenty ninth, and we've signed a, a Serie B nutcase. So uh, let's hope the summer camps tomorrow, or when you're listening to this, right? So does anybody have any other business? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good, I think. <laughs> I think we've covered it all there, haven't we? So, uh, Ash, uh, we're back at mm-hmm. home uh, this weekend. Keep us, keep us uh, up to date on Pygate. I'm, I swear I'm going to get you a theme tune at some point, like, Pygate. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. Um, right then, so I've got <laughs> at Monty Dangerous. I've got 
Ben underscore Woody 23. I've got Ash Rogers without the D. Is that right? Follow us on the podcast at TWWcast as well. And thanks a lot for joining us. And I'll see you later. Keep up to date with the Wednesday week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.